Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. Everyone to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, and I am here with Raze. This is a long time coming. We had to postpone this a couple of times because we're busy women and schedules and hot mess and all the shit. So much um, happiness. So much happiness. So Razzy is an oracle, author, and stand-up philosopher. Oh my God, best fucking term ever. Uh, she is here. Not my term. I stole that from <laughs> Mel Brooks, but I love him so much. <laughs> well, you know what? He puts a lot of stuff out there that we could borrow. So let's just, yes, yes okay. Uh, she's here to empower and uplift the collective by helping individuals to break through their current limitations, to create the life they really want to live, and to experience the happiness they've always hoped was possible without guilt or hesitation. Fucking yes, please. <laughs> Welcome, my fabulous friend. Thank you, darling. <laughs> so, Razzy, we met online as one does as, nowadays. As everyone does. <laughs> yes. Um, and of course, we don't live anywhere near each other. We're in two different countries and all that fun stuff. <laughs> um, and it was like, you, you know when you know? Like right? you know. <laughs> we were in a group call with amazing women. Fucking love all those women. They're fantastic. And the first day that I had met you in this group, I was like, oh, fuck, she... I, like I need to know this person like I need I I was like sending you private messages and then deleting them like oh my god she's gonna think I'm crazy because I'm like I, I'm on you I don't know what this is but I am in for this all day I've known you for three minutes so um I'm pretty sure I, I don't even know if I was like in that call going oh hey so I have a podcast and I <laughs> to come and hang out with me um or maybe just like talk to me sometimes I wish you would have brought that voice out I wish you would have just brought the Heather's voice out so I got I got like a podcast and <laughs> I absolutely captivated uh by your energy and by your passion and your brilliance and um and I kind of want to talk about that makeup table it's behind you because that looks pretty fucking professional anyway um I was absolutely enthralled by your perspective and what you were sharing with that community that we were with. And I, I'm just, I, I instantly was like, hmm, what got her here? Because of <laughs> course, my life is about the hot mess to awesomeness experience. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm always intrigued by the journey and the path that we as brilliant women walk to get to when, where we're meant to be. And I know that you are where you're meant to be on this beautiful path and exploring and sharing and enlightening the world. Um, but I kind of want to know where the fucking shit was. Like what, what, what was it? What was the hot mess? Can you not see it? It is all around <laughs> because, <laughs> because I will, I will let everybody in on a little secret. You never fully get rid of the hot mess. <laughs> it does not no. go away completely. You can rearrange it reorganize it yes. it can look like a different hot mess but there will always be one yes. um and the 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 goal the job is to find the awesome in the hot mess yes. and knowing that there will always be some of that around you you know um it's it's like anything that you want to grow and thrive 
you're going to get some dirt. It has, you have to have it. It Not only that, I'm pretty sure stuff grows better when you put shit on it. I think that's what farmers do, right? Yes. You know, you got to take that analogy to the literal (laughs) extreme. Yes. And you just have to focus on the awesome and and focus on what it is you want to grow out of the shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so I've just been, you know, paddling down this Pacific Creek for a long time, almost, (laughs) almost 40 years. Um, But getting started, I think is, I found myself in a position that I believe most people find themselves in. And it's the starting position for all of the awesomeness. And that's when you can feel like you're awesome, but you also feel very stuck and limited where you are. And everyone that is has experienced that or is experiencing that now know that this is your for your new awesome you know even if you're already awesome it's your starting point to your next level of awesome because it's only through feeling that limitation and constriction of i just don't belong where i am you know i am too much for where i am um that means that it's time for you to to get a new container, you know, you, you've outgrown it. And I think that's what a lot of people don't realize or, or don't admit about growth. Growth is constantly pushing beyond your limitation, pushing beyond everything that you can handle because just because you is what you can handle now, pushing beyond it, that's what causes you to grow and you can handle more but you have to be in that tight spot first because you can't push beyond where you are. You know, we only have, our reach is only so far, you know, literally your, your arms can only go, but so far. So if you're in a, a, a larger space, yeah, you have room to spread yourself out and do whatever. But once you start feeling that tightness, that just means you've gone as far as you can, where you are in your mindset, in your emotional body, in your physical body, you know, in your city, state, whatever you're in, your job, your relationship, when you feel that tightness, that means that either this container needs to expand or I've got to find a new one that's big enough to hold me. So never ever feel like you're too much. There's no such thing. You're too much for where you are or who you're with or what you're trying to do. You're not too much for where you could be, where you want to go and the people that will appreciate you. Absolutely. Um, my husband and I have this like little standing joke that, you know, we're very aware and awareness is awesome. Said no one because, <laughs> oh. because it's like, oh, it's where all the ick is, but yeah. not a lot of the solution, right? So exactly mm-hmm. that space where you're like, you're feeling this, you're looking at and going, I, I, I know what this is. This is a, this is the too muchness potentially, or the, the, the square peg round hole, the whole mm-hmm. trying to fit in shit. Yes. Um, and, and there's been times I'm not going to lie where I'm like, where's the blue pill. I need to go back into the, yeah! just thank you. <laughs> thank you so much because there will be so many matrix references, just so you know, <laughs> just so everyone's aware. Cause this hot mess went through the matrix. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's, there, you know, in awareness, enlightenment, growth, it's, I mean, you can't stop it. It's happening. Um, you can try, but it, that fucking shit hurts. Yeah. And, it's, yeah. and, and so, yeah, we, we go through these moments where you're like, man, ignorance was bliss, but mm-hmm. like, but it wasn't, but it was, 
and you crave it for a second. And that's only part of the journey as well to just, because it's part of the awareness process to go, wow, like I was so not in the know. Like I had no, I really mm -hmm. had no idea. Mm -hmm. And then now that, you know, your eyes are open and you learn new things and you gain new you people. You can't unsee it. You can't, unsee, <laughs> you can't unlearn this shit, right? It's like, ah, um, so what was that? What was it for you? Was it a, was it, you were, was it a too muchness? Was it, um, is there, is there a moment or like an experience? My, my entire life, I felt somehow wrong. Just there, just, there's something in here that just is wrong. And when you, when you grow up thinking that you don't realize that it's not you that's wrong. It's everything that's around you. That's, you know, and it's not to say that they're wrong. These people, these situations, these places, they're wrong for you. And I actually, my, I guess my awakening happened when those places, those peoples, those, those situations actually pushed me out and away and being alone essentially and and feeling that that pain yeah it was it was hard it was super painful but at the same time if that did not happen i would have never looked at what i could be or who i truly was because i was so busy trying to fit in to this place that was wrong for me I was too busy trying to fit in with these people that weren't my people. You know, I was too busy trying to get myself into these situations and circumstances that everyone told me was normal and, you know, what it constituted to be a life. So I needed to have this job. I needed to have this car. I needed to live in this area. I needed to marry this guy. And I did all of those things. And I was so unhappy. And I couldn't understand why, because I followed the rules. I followed the structure. All of the little things that people told me I was supposed to do, I did those like a very good girl. <laughs> like a very good girl. Very good girl. That's, that's who I was. <laughs> and that's who I was. Yeah. And, but why, why am I not happy? Why am I still hurting? Why am I, you know, none of the things are working out. And it wasn't until I started losing started recognizing, oh, I actually didn't, that wasn't even for me. You know, that that's not even who I am really. Once I went back over my life with my red pen, you know, proofread your own life people. When you, <laughs> when I went back over my life with the red pen, it's like, oh yeah, I was missing something there. And oh no, that shouldn't have been there. And oh, I should have used this instead. And once you go through and see all of the red ink all over your life and recognizing all the places where you were just going wrong. You weren't wrong, you were going wrong. And to be able to take stock in yourself and look at everything and decide, okay, I'm gonna keep that, I'm gonna replace that, I'm gonna completely do away with that. And like we do everything else, you have to do that with your own life. You have to do that with yourself. What are the things about you that you don't like that you do, you know? <laughs> You don't have to worry about what other people don't approve of. What do you do? What are the things you say? What are the, the ways you interact with people that you really, after the fact, you don't like that you did that, you know? You don't like that you are that way. Those are the things that you change. Oh my God. Okay. I fucking love the red pen because of course my big thing is to help people rewrite the narrative. Yes. Right? And so like literally <laughs> get out the pen because 
when you shift your perspective as to what once was, and all of a sudden mm -hmm. you start looking at it from like, oh, like a fly on the wall or from over here and going, oh, it changes the now. It changed because it changes how you feel about you, how you define you. If you go, well, if I'm deleting that and changing this and moving this over here, I am mm -hmm. no longer the one who has this problem. I am the one who has this solution. Right. And, and, and it's, that's extremely powerful. So I'm curious, what were some of the ways, okay, so the pushing happened and then you like, you know, out there all alone, what are some of the things that you did to navigate this new terrain? Um, first, I completely fell apart. So I think that is a, I think that is a very important step of the journey that not a lot of people like to put out there. A lot of people say, oh, well, you know, I came up with this method or I, I tried this modality and whatever. No, I lost my shit. Okay. I like couldn't get out of bed. I wasn't eating. I wasn't taking care of myself. Like I, I wasn't suicidal, but I literally did not care if I was on this earth anymore because everything that had meaning to me was gone or I was in the process of losing it. So I was, I, I became a hot mess. I just became a hot mess and I embraced it. I was just like, nope, I can't function. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna go back to bed now and we'll see what happens when I wake up. You know, I'm probably gonna go right back to bed, but we never know, you know? So you have to have that period of letting yourself just fall apart. It's okay. Um, I, I, I work a lot with Oracle and tarot cards and everyone is always antsy when the death card comes up. But for me, it was always the tower card. The tower card was the most frightening card to me to ever get. And all you see is this tower and it's like just exploding and imploding and falling out. People are falling out of windows on fire. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's like, why do you have this card? But, <laughs> but the card is literally all about that part of the process. Sometimes you have to burn everything down, down to the foundation and build back up because everything that you've built is not gonna stand, whether it's the test of time, whether it's weather, you know, anything, but what you have already built is not gonna carry you through. So you gotta knock it down and people have to allow themselves that time of, okay, everything's shit right now and I am not handling it very well and be okay with that because that starts your that starts your momentum to getting to that breakthrough that starts you to that point where everything starts tightening around you that's when the container starts to tighten that's when everything starts closing in on you that's when you are at your complete and total limit and that is where growth occurs because now I can either push out this container, or I can find a new one. And it's not until you let yourself lose it <laughs> that you know what you need to look for so you can find it. Okay. This, did you, everybody in the back fucking hear this? You have to <laughs> let yourself lose let it. Yourself and, lose it. And what I'm thinking about is all the people, me included, for many years, this weird fucking perspective of like, but I've invested so much into this uh -huh. thing that I built. Uh-huh. Even though it's built on fucking toothpicks. Yes. And, and I'm I'm my whole my entire life is about trying to patch it and make it come together because it's supposed to work. I mean, I mean fucking I'm the good girl. And here's mm -hmm. my checklist of things that I've done. And look at had the shiny this and the shiny that and the yes. shiny person and 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 
like it makes me think of that movie about White Castle where the guys they're high and they leave. Uh huh. Harold and Kumar. Harold yes. Kumar, right? And they're like, like they're ten feet away, and they're like, man, we've come too far, right? That's it's it's that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I've gone too far. Right. Um, that, that investment of, of like, time is the worst. Right? It is you know? perceived investment because, of course, we're we're be- believing that what we've created is actually of value, when in mm-hmm. reality, it is not. Right. So and you have to let yourself lose it. Lose and, it. <laughs> um, let yourself just be in it. And I love that, like that feeling. And if you're listening and not watching us get into any little boxes here, um, <laughs> and then pushing through that. So there's a reason why it's called a fucking breakthrough, mm-hmm. right? It's not mm-hmm. a tiptoe around. It's, no, it's a no, breakthrough. No. Um, you know, sometimes I like match it right up there with breakdown, breakthrough, like they're slightly interchangeable, those terms. Same thing. Um, <laughs> okay. So that happened. You're having your breakthrough, you're pushing your edges and you're building, you're like moving out to a new container. Mm-hmm. Then what, then what happens? So the beautiful thing about it is once you actually break through your, your container is not going to come furnished. I will tell you that. So that's, I think that's another thing that people don't realize. They think, oh, you have a breakthrough and then everything falls into place. You know, it's like, oh, there's that, there's a gorgeous ottoman. Nice. And you know, like all of this stuff. No, you're moving into an unfurnished hot mess of a space. It's just a bigger one. But once you do that, you can actually think of it as moving into a bigger unfurnished house, maybe even a fixer upper because it's going to be, you know? So let's say you had this gorgeous apartment, tiny studio apartment, gorgeous though, beautiful views, you know, you got a doorman for some reason, you know, all of this stuff, you know, you're in a studio, but you have a doorman, you know, whatever. And you, let's say you get kicked out of it, right? And you have to go into this farmhouse now and it's kind of run down. You're going to have to do a lot of work to it but it's a, it's a house, like it's a house and it's all yours and you can do whatever you want to it. There's no, there's no, you know, apartment, those, there's no tenants board. There's no, you know, people you have to, you're not renting this house is yours. And it may look like a hot mess. It may be completely empty with no furnishings, but that gives you the time to take all of your possessions, all of your belongings, all of those boxes that have been in storage because you didn't have anywhere to put them in your studio apartment, you can now open them up and spread everything out and actually see, what do I have? What do I own? How do I wanna display it? Where do I wanna put it? What are the, what's important to me? And you get to build this house, an entire house that yes, it looks like a hot mess right now, but when you're done with it, it's gonna look exactly the way you want it to look because you own it. Oh, I fucking, that, that's a, one of the best analogies I've ever heard for the breakthrough experience. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people, like you said, you expect you, all the pretty things and all the things that you've curated in this pretend life that you thought was great, um, that we have this expectation that we'll just sort of pick that up and move it into the new space. But even if you try to do that, it's never, it doesn't, it's not quite right. Right. Nope. Like you, 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 you could bring a bunch of stuff with you, but it needs to be re- furnished, we finished re everything. Mm-hmm. Like re it's, is kind of like my favorite word, just re everything, rewrite, redo, replace, yeah. re-envision. <laughs> if, if you have, if you have an apartment with a little two person bistro table, that's perfect for that apartment. 
you get a house with a dining room and you try to put that same bistro table in the middle of an actual dining room, it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. So you either need to figure out something else to do with that room or you need to get something that befits that space. And that's the beauty of the breakthrough. Now you have all this space and you, can get, you get to get the things that befit you in this new space. So, so what fit you in your new space? <laughs> so in my, in my new space, um, it's, it's funny that I had to get more space in order to create boundaries. You would think that in a smaller container, your boundaries would be very firm and set, but no, usually in a small space, you don't have any boundaries because there's not a lot of space to play with, you know, it's, it's, it's very small. Once you get into a larger space, you can start saying, okay, this is my section for this. This is my room for this. You know, you have a studio apartment everything's one, your kitchen, your dining room, your living room, your bedroom, they're all the same thing. You know, the only thing right. that's really separate in a studio is the bathroom, maybe, depending on where you are. <laughs> New York is New York is crazy, I'm just saying. <laughs> but you get into a house and you have a bedroom, you have a kitchen, all of these different things. So I found boundaries, you know, I found, what are the things I'm really interested in? What are the things that I stopped pursuing because oh, it seemed weird to other people, or my mate didn't like it, or, you know, I, I didn't have the time or the money or whatever. What are the things that I stopped pursuing that really brought me joy? Because I was concerned about how it made me look to other people. You start, you start not caring about that, you know? Um, when, when you're in a smaller space, you're very careful about what you do in that space, how much you mess it up, because, ugh, you know, this is just, it's so, it gets so cluttered so quickly. You get yourself into a bigger space. You get yourself into a bigger container and you can spread out. You can relax. You can, you know, bring out all of those things that you put away. And emotionally, mentally, there's nothing better. You know, spiritually, there's nothing better than to say, okay, now that I'm here in this huge space all by myself, you know, and I don't have those people around that judged this about me or anytime I made any mention around this they kind of got that weird look or you could feel their guard kind of going up without those people around you get to explore you and what it is you really like and what it is you really believe and what it is you really want <laughs> little things <laughs> right and isn't it crazy I know that um when I first started out after my fourth breakdown breakthrough the, the 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 big kahuna of it I remember thinking I have no idea what I want not only that up until that point I didn't know it was allowed to want because the container was so small right? yes so there was no room for want because there was no room for any there was no room for me in my mm -hmm. own life mm -hmm. and um and then that came about and it's like oh, what do I want and starting to explore, like you said, I'm starting to unpack some of these boxes for that I'd put away a long time ago and going, what? So I know what I went and dove into and explored. And there was a lot of creativity. There was a lot of art. There was mm -hmm. a lot of, um, I would say new again things because it yeah. wasn't a hundred percent new, um, but things that I'd sort of forgotten. What, what did you reintroduce back into your world that you'd sort of shied away from because of the container being too small? I, I reintroduced my bigness mm. 
my my extra i have always been very extra look at my bedroom i mean i have always been very extra and it was always met with condemnation you know just oh my god why is everything why is everything just got to be so much why can't you just do simple things i'm not a simple chick <laughs> period you know i i i love so many different things and i don't fit into any of these boxes you can't say oh she's a and fill in the blank there is no word for who the fuck i am there is not a word other than razzy there's i was no gonna say is word. that where razzy came from because of course <laughs> that is definitely a moniker it's a definitely a definer yeah but it was it was one you chose and and yeah. must pulled in you you can't you and you know someone might look at look at a screenshot and say oh you know she's she's kind of got like a gothic thing going so but you can't call me that i'm not in a box you know we leave this room you're going to see other colors and other <laughs> patterns and other you know other things i just i love so much stuff that the the small people circumstances places that i found myself in they couldn't understand that they were very used to we're in a very small space so we pick one thing that we really like and we're devoted to that one thing and i loved exploring so that was what i brought out i brought out my bigness i brought out my exploration i want to hear about this oh that sounds interesting let's pursue that for a little bit without saying you have to have an end game for this you know if you're going to go this way what are you intending to do with it you know nothing i just want to see i just want to play i just want to have fun so i i really brought that out um especially spiritually you know i just wanted to i had spent my whole life extremely religious not spiritual at all so i had spent my life doing things thinking things believing things and feeling nothing and so i wanted to figure out okay I don't know what's out there. You know, I don't, I don't know where we come from. I don't know how everything got started. No one actually knows. We have beliefs, we have faith, and that's fine. And whatever anyone believes, at this point in my life, I'm like, yep, you're probably right. I don't, I don't denounce anything because I don't know. At the end of all of this, I'm going to see if I can speak to a manager and you know <laughs> fill out a comment card or two i have suggestions but <laughs> but i i don't i don't know and i spent most of my life saying yes i know exactly what happened i know exactly how everything came to be and i know what we're supposed to do and everything but i connected to nothing so in this time with all of the space around me i decided i'm going to figure out how I'm not going to worry about what it is that's out there. I'm not going to try to define it. I'm not going to try to name it. I just want to know how do I connect to it? How am I supposed to connect to it? Because I need something in my life. And right now I'm not feeling a connection to anything. So I just started figuring out what's out there. And, and when something feels right, I'm like, okay, let's see where this goes. Let's follow this. And I might find another offshoot along the way. It's very much a choose your own adventure book. Just, you know, <laughs> I might turn to page 75 and then see a monster and be like, no, let's go back. Let's go back. <laughs> I didn't take my finger off the page. It still counts. <laughs> I fucking love the choose your own adventure analogy. That <laughs> I really think that we get into these, these ideas that something is 
prescribed. Like there's that there's this de- really defined rut that we're supposed to follow along. Mm-hmm. When in reality, um, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. This is, a, a, you had said it a little bit earlier and it like, boom, because it's something that I feel so passionate about. We're grown ups now. Yes. We get to believe whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> and, and I think that it's like we, I, I know that it's not modeled necessarily all the time. I know that the grownups in our lives when we were young weren't necessarily doing that right. and exercising that or articulating. Mm-hmm. You know, they do a lot of, I'm the grown up, I can tell you what to do, but never, it's, it's never really, you get to this point where you're like, maybe I don't like that. And right. maybe I could do something different. And maybe I would still be accepted, loved, and valued, and worthy. Wouldn't that be a fucking thing? Well, and that and that's the that's the crazy part when we're kids and especially when we grew up when when we were kids father knows best the parents know everything and they did come at us with a very i'm the adult and i make the rules and i do what i want the problem is at some point we too became adults but we still stayed children in that someone else needs to tell me what to do someone needs to tell me that what i'm doing is right Mm-hmm. Someone needs to tell me that what I'm doing is okay. And that because I'm doing it, I'm okay. And I'm worthy. And we forgot that that same rule that applied to them can apply to us because we are now adults. <laughs> and I think that, uh, of course, there's a lot of levels of, of conditioning and uh, mm-hmm. oppression, patriarchy. We could fucking go down that road for a couple of days um, <laughs> around the specific narrative for women. Yes. And, um, you know, although... I look at my mother, she was a personally empowered person, but it was clear to me she was the outlier. Like she was going against the grain. Yep. And, you know, there was this constant struggle for me personally where she was doing what she could, was still, to be honest, not living into her potential at all. Right. Saying that I could be anything into a world where that I was supposed to be very little. Yes. And so it was like this crazy shitstorm trying mm-hmm. to maneuver between what my soul knew what my mom in her own dichotomy of life was trying to put out into the world and then society it's a fucking shit show and so you know it, it wasn't clear mm-hmm. that i and am autonomous not attached other than energetically but not right. attached to any other being right. here i can do whatever i want it is the most freeing thing ever. And that for me, breakthrough means like, huh, it's off me. <laughs> and it sneaks up on you. A lot of, a lot of people think that you, you come to this epiphany and you're just like, oh, that, that's right. You don't come to that epiphany until you do it. Until you, and it's usually something very small. It, it's so weird sometimes. It's something very small that you'll do and then you'll go, oh, I did, I did something that I wanted to do, didn't think about anybody else, and just did it. And the world so far seems to still be spinning and standing. You know what, Sheila and I, so Sheila, um, yes. you know, Sheila, we, <laughs> she was on the podcast and we, were, we said the exact same thing. She's like, I was in the grocery store and I bought what I wanted, like a grown-up. I'm like, I know that feeling. I bought it. I could buy a cake 
and I can eat it myself, myself for breakfast. If I fucking want to, right? Yeah. Like, and we were talking about like what you put on the belt and how there's like those moments where you're in your before times life where you're like concerned what people might think about yes. your shopping choices. And then there's yes. the fuck that. I, this is the stuff I want. Right. Right. <laughs> the, some, you know what? I, there's, there's been so many times that I've had those, those moments. And I still, you, you will constantly have those moments because you don't realize how deep the conditioning is. And it's, it's layered, you know, it's very thin layers and you keep uncovering them. We never get done. We never get done. And so there will be times that I'll be in the store and it'll be something simple. Like I'll just buy a different brand of something because it really doesn't matter. And then I recognize that wow, that's the first time I've ever like not bought the brand that my grandmother and my mother and, you know, everyone in my family uses. And then when you think back and think, why was it such a big deal? Like, why was that a thing? Why was that my, why was that in my mind so ingrained that I actually had a moment in a grocery store going uh, uh, between two cans because <laughs> this is what I always get though, but yeah. why? But why do you always get it? Is it because you always get it? Or is it because this is something that has always been gotten, you know? Right. And isn't it, and perhaps you had this moment because I've had many and they're not, again, it's not just one where you go, well, this is small. Sure, it's a thing, but how does that layer onto like some real ass fucking shit? Mm -hmm. Like some- Everything. Like the everything of our lives, like how mm -hmm. we perceive everything person animal being planet mm -hmm. and then you go oh that's a lot to ponder yeah um and so it's not for the faint of heart that you no. dive into that curious space um i know that you i know that you're familiar with it and that you're you dive into it regularly you actually help others to do the same so so tell me a little bit about that. So beyond the, yes, we, we, the shopping experience, which is going to keep happening. And, and I you, there's a bunch of listeners going, me, I did right? that. Yeah. Every, everyone has had that grocery store moment. I, everyone has had it. Yes. But tell me a little bit more about the deeper stuff, the stuff when you started to uncover like that, oh yeah, that's not going to happen anymore. Um, starting, starting to really dig into for me, especially boundaries and relationships, because that has always been my kryptonite above, I, I, not to go all Moulin Rouge on you, but above all things, I believe in love, I, above <laughs> all things, like a ridiculous obsession with love. Um, and, and not just like romantic love, that, though that is up there, but especially familial, you know, like I was of the mind that, you know, very mob mentality, nobody comes before family. Like you, you, you die and you kill for family. And recognizing that they're people too. And, and having this idealized kind of notion of family and the people in your family and what a mother is supposed to be, what a grandmother, an uncle, a brother, an aunt, whatever. Um, we have these ideals in our mind of who these people are supposed to be and we forget that they're actually people. So they they lie and they hurt and they cheat and they steal and they do bad things and they have good intentions and they have bad intentions and they you know everything that you struggle with everything that you go through every other single person 
no, no one's exempt from that. Every other person is dealing with these same things. Some people take the right path. Some people take the wrong path, you know, whatever in any given situation, but really being able to not see things how I hope they are, how I believe they should be, but seeing things as they actually are. That was the hardest thing for me. It was so hard to say, oh, okay, th this person is not, no, no, we can't, we can't be, we can't be anymore, you know? And I had to do that for family. I had to do that for friends. I had to do that for relationships um, and really being okay with, I need to surround myself with the people that are best for me. And knowing that that is actually an option. You do not have to be there for anybody, but you especially don't have to be there for people that are draining you, for people that are using you, for people that are hurting you. You do not have to be there for that. And I spent most of my life not believing that. I believed that I knew how it felt to have no one. I knew how it felt to feel like you were thrown away. So I promised I would never do that to anybody I cared about. And sorry, but some people have to go. <laughs> so Razzy, tell me a little bit, cause this just popped into my head and then it was banging on my forehead wanting to come out. So, um, <laughs> what role did your capacity for self-trust play in that, that decision-making process? It, it, it played the role of the villain because, <laughs> because I did not have much self-trust. You trust everyone that you feel is smarter than you, older than you, better than you. In, in any capacity, when you're in that small space and you grow up there, you take your cue from everything around you. And so it's not that you necessarily distrust yourself, but you allow that atrophy of, of the trust. It's not being used, you know, it's a muscle like anything else. So when it's not being used, you start losing it. So when you do actually strike out on your own, it's a constant second guessing and just really getting comfortable with that back and forth and being patient with yourself, being compassionate with yourself, loving yourself. <laughs> um, when you are so focused on loving other people, you're the last one to get it. You're the last one to get your own love. And that creates this codependent thing where you are looking to other people to fill you up because you are filling other people up and you think that's how it's supposed to go that's how a relationship is supposed to be i fill you up you fill me up and it's actually supposed to be i fill me up and then whatever spills over you're allowed to have it <laughs> and you're ideally allowed to take some <laughs> ideally you connect with people they don't need it but right. they but you all enjoy the pool Yes. Yes. Right. I, I love that. And I love that you said that what spills out, because I think, you know, a lot of people hear the fill your cup first analogy, but they miss the point. The mm -hmm. point isn't that you fill your cup so that you can empty it for somebody else. It's so that you are just, your job is just to fill the cup. Yep. And, and as it spills over, it spills over and it's all it's doing is spilling over. And then the, the fabulous people who are in your vicinity, because you've chosen them and you invited them in and there they are, they get to benefit from the glory that spills out. Right? Yes. <laughs> you up and go, Ooh, I like me some of that. And I'm going to take me some of that. <laughs> that's not how that works. And I think that the, I think another issue that people have with that analogy that they're not getting is it is also not your job to serve. It's not your job to serve the cups up because 
most empaths, you know, most people that, that are, that are like us, we're just like, oh, here, here, here's a cup for you. And here's a cup for you. But we don't recognize that not everybody's thirsty, but everybody will take a cup. <laughs> so you're emptying yourself out and not everybody needs a drink. And if you allow people to simply take from the overflow, that's why your job is to fill your cup, not to dish out, out anything, whatever spills over, they're allowed to take what they need if they need it. And it doesn't matter to you because you stay filled. And that's the most important thing. You have to stay filled. <laughs> and the reciprocity in that, of course, so, you know, fill your cup first, fill it with what, right? And that's the, okay, so you could be filling from the spillover of the other beautiful, powerful, whole humans that you are pulling in um, mm -hmm. and from your own creative center and from the experiences that bring you joy, right? So that might be something that people would question because we say it all the time, we'll fill your cup first. Well, number one, if you didn't know you were allowed to want and then didn't know what you wanted, so what do you fill the cup with? But most people misinterpret and they start filling their cup with other people's joy. But again, it comes mm -hmm. back to that serve thing. Like, well, I just did this for them and then they were happy and I, that fills me up. No, that, that's not what's happening. No, it does not. It's not it does not. It's, a, it's so, a lovely little chemical reaction that happens and that's great, but it's yeah. very fleeting. <laughs> and, and then it's actually draining, right? Because like, like you said, it's fleeting, so it leaves. Um, I like to ask people, like potential clients and other people in my life, you know, like, what makes you happy? And then before they answer, I'm like, that doesn't involve any other human. Right. <laughs> and they go... Oh. <laughs> especially the moms right yes we have that oh my little tyler thing. is the best and i just love having tea with him and stop it, stop it. <laughs> okay so you had the breakthrough the loss of all of it and letting it all go and letting it fall apart and all of those pieces and then reconnecting or connecting to something that mattered to you from a spiritual um component learned how to keep your cup full in a fully independent up to interdependent state well beyond the codependent yuckiness that is really where we all start and um so what's happening now what's transpiring in the razzy world right now i am seeing all of these beautiful paths laid out in front of me and I am trying to figure out which one I want to go down first and trying to see where they can all connect in the future because I'm going to explore all of them. <laughs> um, but I, I really want to help as many people as possible that have been where I've been get to somewhere similar to where I am, <laughs> which is a much better place. Um, and so I've been trying to figure out the, the best way to do that on mass, you know? Um, so I've, I've been getting more into speaking, public speaking and just workshops and summits and, and, and things like that, um, where I can help as many people as possible in a short amount of time because I'm not a very patient person. I've learned that by, my, by myself on this journey. I, <laughs> I don't like to wait for the things. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm just trying to impact as many people as possible, uplifting, you know, and just letting people know it is okay to want. It is okay to want the things that you want and like the things that you like and actually pursue the life that you want. And many of us are pursuing the life that other people told us we're supposed to want. And we're wondering why it's so hard. 
We're wondering why it doesn't feel fulfilling. We're wondering when is the end going to come? You know, when am I actually going to be in that place where I'm just like, okay, you're not going to, because you're going down the wrong road. It's not your road. You know, <laughs> you, you know, people are, are still trying to piece together this tower. You know, they're trying to patch it up. They're, 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 they see the fire has already started. Their bricks are already falling, you know, and they're just trying to hold it all together with duct tape because they're hoping in the end, they'll be happy. And anything outside of that, anything outside of what's prescribed automatically is met with hesitation and guilt. Mm -hmm. Who am I to live like this? Who am I to not be concerned? Who am I to not be stressed? Anxiety and panic are like badges of honor right now. And, and, and everyone is just like, so no, it just doesn't seem right that I'm not going to be worried and stressed all the time. It doesn't seem right that um, I'm not going to constantly be in conflict with the neighbor across the street or, you know, my, my mother-in-law or four. <laughs> like, like people are, people are so used to conflict. We thrive on this constant battle, you know? all over social media, what do we see? We're just waiting for the next celebrity beef, you know, the next Twitter beef to come out. We're, we're waiting for the next fight to break out because that's all we've known, that's all we know, and that seems normal to us. So anything that feels good, we immediately distrust. You know, it's like, ooh, you're going, you're going to do what? Why would you do that? I don't, I can't tell you how many times an idea that I've had that I've shared with someone that I care about, that I feel cares about me was met with, why, you know, <laughs> why, oh, why, why that? Or, you know, why not? I just came to you with something and I was smiling. So what's the problem? <laughs> right. It can't, it, it doesn't, it isn't allowed to just be. And mm -hmm. that, you know, I think it's Brene who had said that joy is the most vulnerable feeling and that as a result, we, we shoo it away as fast as we possibly can. Yes. Right. So when we are in a state of joy, um, it, it's, it's milliseconds before we start going, when's the other shoe going to drop? Something bad's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, we're just so conditioned to, and we normalized that things are hard, that um, they hurt, that everything's complicated and it's stressful. Um, yes. And then our physiology, the response to that conditioning, what you practice, you get good at. So we're fucking masters at feeling those feelings. And then our body starts to be concerned if we want to stop feeling those feelings. And mm -hmm. then, you know, and, you know, we run into these challenges where we may start to do some of this uncovering work and start to unfold and start to unpack um, and maybe even get comfortable with the idea of being happy. And then you run into that next person who's like, I have not done that work. And what you're doing is fucking scary because uh -huh. my entire system is still run at this stress level. And I'm, I'm good at this. And mm -hmm. so when you challenge me, it's uncomfortable. Of course, yes. it's uncomfortable because now you got to grow a few new brain cells or you have to refire some that you haven't been using in a really long time. Or you uh, have to go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's the, that's the step I think a lot of us are, are, are hesitant to take, but that's where the guilt comes in because there's always going to be that friend that we feel like we're leaving behind. There's always going to be that family member that isn't doing as well. And so the only thing that they can think to do is to 
downplay what you're doing or what, what joy you have. So immediately, as soon as you feel joy, it's like, oh no, because that means you're an outlier. And that means you're out of the herd. You're out of the tribe. You're out, you know, you're out of the safety zone. And when you make other people uncomfortable, how long is it before they turn on you mm -hmm. and you're back in that feeling that you had before you know it always takes us back you remember how you felt when everyone turned you out when everyone pushed you away you know how that felt you're heading for that again because you're making waves they're going to kick you off the boat and sometimes those people just need to go because yeah, there are billions of others on this planet <laughs> that's the thing to remember, right? So we get so very like in those small containers, we believe that what we're looking at is all there is. This is, this is my community, my town, my family, whatever that might be, the organizations that we affiliate with, um, forgetting, like we forget. Now, even with this global digital world where I can access anybody at any time, anywhere on this planet or even off the planet, if they happen to be out there, I forget that there are others out there who do not match this system. So there are more people just like me or who align with or connect with or trust in me and all my beingness. Um, that's a really, really big deal. So yeah. I love that you are walking many paths and <laughs> quickly, if I can, we got no time to dawdle yeah. here. Yeah, no, and, no. <laughs> yeah, and that you are sharing this with the world. It's 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 such an important message, one I completely align with. And I'm and again, could be why within milliseconds I was like, I'm not fucking love this person. Um so how is there is there a way for people to um work with you in and and connect more fully with you? I mean, I'll share all the links on how to contact yeah. you and all of that, but yeah. is there anything that um, you would like to share with the listeners on what it would be like to, to experience a little Razzie for themselves? Well, a little Razzie goes a long way, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> a dab will do you, but um, <laughs> I have a few things going on. So I, I, I still do readings. I love doing readings and my readings are very different than the norm. It's, it's more, I actually call it coaching with cards. It's, it's less of just a straight up, you know, reading and it's more of, Hey, we're going to get into your energy. We're going to show you where you are. And it's not me telling you, Oh, this, 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 and this are going to happen. It's me telling you where you are, the things that are going on around you, the things that, that you have, you know, going on in within you and uh, giving you a little bit of a shift in perspective on how you can move forward. So I get people to their next level, wherever that is. So if your next level is down here, I'll get you there. If your next level is up here, I can get you there because it's not about the level. It's about your personal breakthrough. And so that is all internal. And I am really good at connecting dots and, and, and building bridges. So I get people to their aha moments. Um, Beyond that, I just started a club on Clubhouse. So um, starting to bring up some more of these topics and get some discussions going, getting people comfortable just talking about these things and recognizing that they're not alone. That's the biggest deterrent for anyone to step into their own truth, their own power, you know, their own best life. There are so many people that feel exactly like you feel. There are so many people that are in situations so similar to yours. There are so many people that will and can understand you. And 
once people recognize that, I think we'll be a little bit more open to saying, okay, I know we're all supposed to think this and feel this, but I also kind of think this, and, and it's okay to be shy at first and just, you know, to drop something out there and run back to your corner. It's cool <laughs> because all you need is for somebody to pick it up and be like, oh, I recognize this. I have one of these, you know, <laughs> and then that, that helps bring you out a little bit more because it's not about, it's not about fitting in to whatever's around you. It's about finding where you fit. So you don't have to be the square peg in the round hole. Find a square hole. There are square holes everywhere. You know, I'm a huge square hole. <laughs> Just find the places where you fit, but you're not going to be able to do that until you figure out your shape. Figure out your shape, figure out your size, figure out who you are. And then you will find the perfect place that you fit in and it's just all nice and snug and it's perfect. And then you'll break out of that one. <laughs> and the more that I love that when you dive into this work, when you acknowledge and you go beyond the awareness and forget the matrix and just start doing your own thing, the next go around, right? So I believe that life is a spiral. So you're going up the next the next rung. You're like, oh, I've been here. Mm -hmm. Not only that, you can start getting good at the breakthrough moments. You get mm -hmm. good at living on the fringe, right? You get good at that in that space of embracing the unknown mm -hmm. and and being open to like seeking out uncertain situations. Yes, like. I talk to people about this, about that sort of, for me, that's that echelon work. Like you, you know, you start right at the beginning of like radical acceptance, man. I'm just taking this. This is just uh, get it to the place where you're like, give me some more unknown. What's the next challenge? Right. I'm super excited. Right. Um, so I love that you are coaching people through the energy work and the spiritual work that you're doing such a, such a powerful space and a, a great, um, connection point like a such a human way right it's not just okay this is the academic or even this right. is like my experience or it's it's really profound it's almost like a holistic body experience the thing that i've realized is that there is no such thing as the unknown there really isn't we we think that there there is because we haven't experienced a particular thing but it is all the same thing because you'll notice the cycle of feelings you'll notice that oh my god it just feels like everything's closing in on me and i don't know what to do next and i thought i could handle this and i really really can't and then you break through and you're just like oh okay it's known to you at that moment it's known to you and then when you keep going you keep going you're going to still Find yourself at a place. Now it's going to be a completely different place. This feels uncomfortable and really super tight. And I thought I had this under control. You'll keep, you'll recognize how many times you say that to yourself. I thought I had this figured out. I thought I had this under control. You do. You already did it. You're just going to do it again for a completely different situation. Yeah. There is no unknown. Anything that we do, it's already inside of us. So at some level, you do know it. <laughs> Awesome. I love that. I love, I love fucking everything about this conversation. I love you. I'm so, so grateful. For, I love you. Oh, I, I'm so grateful for your time and I'm glad 
we finally made this work after yes. reschedule and this and this. Um, and so I was telling you before I hit record. So I was like super sick yesterday and I could like my throat was sore and I couldn't talk. So I'm like, I am not, I didn't speak for like a day and a half, which y'all know me, that's a thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I am saving this for Razzie because I did not want to miss this opportunity to dive into your hot mess to awesomeness experience. So, so powerful. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. And I did not tell you this because I knew you were going to love it. I do this little thing where I leave myself little notes on my calendar on different days. Um, it could be it could be the result of something just ridiculous or whatever. But if ever a date comes up in association with something, I'll just put it on my calendar for whatever the next that next you know date comes up. And on today, on my calendar, my reminder said that this is the day that my life turns for the better. Ooh, I love that. So for some reason, and I have no idea when I did it, but for some reason, July 7th was associated with a turning point in my life. And that is today. And we needed to have this discussion on this day. So the fact that we had to reschedule it like three different times because yep. the universe knew that it needed to be today. It needed to be today. Awesome. Oh my God, I have chills. <laughs> <sighs> Razzy, this has been wonderful. I'm so grateful for you. So grateful for this. And I, I'm really, really excited for all the paths that you're going to take and to see how you're really going to fucking change the world. So that is the goal, man. And you're going to be right there because I need more awesome hot messes in my life. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in for that <laughs> all day. Fucking awesome. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We absolutely, absolutely love all of your support in the hot mess to awesomeness community. Share this podcast with your friends. More people need to know that they are not alone. Yes. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness.